0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to itsyourseason.life, where we are discovering and celebrating life at any age. This is a story about you, for you, from people like you. We all share a lot as we mature in life, and the journey is made even more special when we can celebrate it with someone else. This podcast series is based on living well and eating well, with Living Well podcasts featuring guests who inspire all of us to live a life soulful and rooted in a passion. Eating Well podcast will be focused on healthy lifestyle tips, easy recipes with a plant forward focus, and all around wellness. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of It's Your Season.live. It is December 29th, and I'm hoping we're all thinking about how are we going to have a healthier 2023. So 2023 is traditionally Veganuary. And some people might have some ideas, might think about just adding more plants to their lifestyle. Some people might want to try a whole vegan for a month. That's totally cool. But what I want to do is kind of take a self-coaching approach to today. And let's walk through some questions that you might have on how to get started with a plant-based lifestyle. And I'm using plant-based because it encompasses Anywhere from vegan to Mediterranean. The whole idea is that you're going to focus on eating more plants. And that includes fruits, vegetables, grains, legumes, and so forth. So one thing I love for people just to get ask themselves, who am I and what do I want? And that sounds so simple. But when we think about, making a substantial change like this. And for some people, this change might be transformational. There's a push and a motivation to do it overnight. And other people are more slow adopters or incremental change kind of people. That's totally cool. When you're getting started on a lifestyle change, something to think about is who I am and what do I want? And what is really the driver or one of the many drivers you might have for eating more plants? So for some people, it might be health. For some people, they may want to prevent a disease. Others may be doing more research on reversing diabetes or cardiovascular disease or improving the symptoms reducing medications some people want to eat less meat and more plants because of the animal industry there's lots of reasons this is kind of thinking about why what what are the what is the catalyst why do you want to eat more plants so then the next question to ask yourself It's kind of also what's going on in your head is what do others and me say? Kind of what are people saying about a lifestyle, a plant-based lifestyle? And I will tell you, I hear these next six or seven responses a lot. It seems hard. I don't cook. I hear I don't cook a lot. So I've come up with solutions for the non cooks vegetables are boring so we've got it seems hard i don't cook vegetables are boring well yeah they can be if all you're doing is boiling them or steaming them or roasting them grains make you fat not sure that's true but you know all depends on if it's a refined grain and a refined product how do i get my protein i just covered that in the previous podcast How do I dine out? And my family would resist. If you can see and listen on all of these six or seven, I think there's seven, uh, possible responses, there are more. They're resistive responses. And so thinking about what your initial resistive responses are, what might be some of your positive responses? Because the reality is, yeah, it may be difficult at first, but you'll find the fun and the beauty in new foods. And especially if you don't cook, but it's, I think some ways if you don't cook, you can go out and try so many wonderful products that are available now that are ready to go and you can taste it without actually cooking. So there are many options if you don't cook. There are 20,000 different plants, grains, seeds, and nuts, and you have 30,000 taste buds to try them with. Every plant has some protein, more in some, and particularly in legumes and soy-based and um, meat replacement products, such as tofu and seitan and tempeh, as well as some of the really great products on the market. Some of them have 20 plus grams of protein, and you know, more and more. Restaurants are offering a plant-based option. Many of them still haven't gotten past the Beyond Burger, but they're offering more. And they have their challenges of understanding what plant-based means. And then, you know, these are all challenges. And I always encourage people to think, what do you want for you? What is your driver? Always thinking about the only goal you will achieve is the one you create for yourself. And I am a certified master coach. And so some of these are questions that you might actually get in a coaching session. A lot of what questions, what will you do, and how will you do it. And working through these barrier questions, these resistive responses that we just talked about. Some other things to think about as you consider a plant-based lifestyle is, so one assumption is that it's a boring diet, but the reality is during this time, this transition time, you're reprogramming your tastes to learn scents and mouthfeel and textures and flavors. Just because, you know, we experience sight, smell, sound, touch, and taste when we eat. We experience them through these complex foods, and We also will be experiencing sweet, sour, bitter, salts, and umami. So Dr. Clifford Siegel, who is a neurologist at Providence St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, California, says different flavors affect different parts of our brain, and he believes the taste part plays a less important role than sight or touch. That makes it harder to teach a small part of the brain to inherently like healthier foods, lacking the sugar, caffeine, and salt the larger parts of our brains prefer. So we do have to reprogram ourselves, our brain, to start learning these scents, these mouthfeels, the textures, you know, and understanding what is a ripe strawberry versus one that's mass-produced hard and crunchy. So the way to make our brains learn to like healthier foods would be to increase the flavors of these healthy foods to provide some other sensory enjoyment. So, always thinking that, you know, you have had, or you, the nebulous you, we've all had, including me, decades of eating a certain way. And there is a reprogramming piece to this that we've got to allow our brains to work through. So, one other question I like for listeners to think about as they consider a plant-based lifestyle, eating pattern, is really what kind of a change artist are you? And that's totally fine if you're a fast adopter, a slow adopter, a no adopter, but it's good to think about, you know, what what kind of, how you approach change in life in general. And yes, there are times that maybe there are motivators in life, like open heart surgery, that Maybe have you work through more of a sweeping or transformational change process rather than an evolutionary change or development or incremental change. So if we think about five types of change, evolutionary change is very slow and insidious. Good example is weight gain. Like one day it's there in five years. You're like, how did that get there? Well, it slowly happened. And then you've got developmental or incremental change. You're gradually making process improvements and changes. And this is actually what's going to happen some when you go into a plant-based lifestyle. You're going to try a raw carrot and see if you like it. You're going to try a cooked carrot and see if you like it. you, You might say, I really like carrots and I want to have them every day. It could be the same way with oatmeal or kia pudding or, you know, this is, can be an incremental change. Not everyone goes into plant-based lifestyle and says, everything I like is fabulous. So then, um, you've got transitional change. And as I said, we've got sweeping and transformational change where, You just tear down what you were doing before and you just start over fresh. And I know there are some models out there of healthcare practitioners that are working with individuals in uh, lifestyle management and really push the transformational change. I did take forks over knives and that's really their proponent is, you know, going in and taking out everything out of your refrigerator and out of your pantry and starting fresh. And certainly that is effective, but from a coaching standpoint, in a personal standpoint, it may not work for everyone. Also kind of thinking about where you are on something called the change curve. And the change curve is the Melchrom. I'm looking at the Meltrom change curve that I've taught for years. You know, thinking about what is the inspiration to making this change and how resistant are you versus how exploratory are you? I'm hoping everyone this week before the first of the is in an exploration mode and might want to use the January for exploring, and it doesn't mean you have to be 100% committed and you're a failure if you don't make it. This is exploration, and that's always huge anytime you're trying to make a substantial change in your life, whether it's stopping smoking or losing weight or, you You know, I can attest to this changing your attitude about how to develop a relationship. So so maybe someday you can find a spouse. So there's lots of ways to think about change and how you want to manage the change. Moving on to what's going on in your head and some questions people ask themselves about going plant based is the expense, the prep, the variety of meals, the eating out, access to different foods, storage, how to store, what's the family support, and maybe there's other things that are going on in your head of things to think about. And I covered some of these in my podcast, myths about plant-based lifestyle so you know maybe take a listen to that what's going on in the head is a lot of time myths especially in regards to expense prep uh, and access to food and storage and then just some things to think about of how do you feel now physically mentally emotionally and spiritually and then how do you want to feel and just thinking about how you feel now, are you feeling not good at all, maybe okay, maybe satisfied, great, awesome, just keep doing what you're doing. But perhaps if you are looking towards a life, a plant-based lifestyle, maybe you want to feel more great, awesome, and because you've worked through feeling unsatisfied and moderately okay, where is your starting point with many things? One of the, some, some of the interesting research that is coming out of, uh, it's either New Zealand or Australia, is the microbiome and also the effect of a plant-based lifestyle, eating pattern on mood and mood disorders. So I think that's quite fascinating. And so look, there's lots of benefits to a life, a plant-based lifestyle that I'm not going to go into too much detail here because it is in definitely in research. And I'm not talking vegan, I'm not talking no fat, no salt, no sugar, no fun, no no ext- extreme. I'm really discussing plant-based where your your focus is eating more plants and less meat. Something to think about is also what your starting point is. Your vital signs, your blood pressure, any blood work, your ApoB, that's a new one. I, I'll put Dr. Gil Carvalho's information on here about lipids and blood sugar. And a, the, a better indicator per the research for cardiovascular disease and inflammation is ApoB. Kind of what are your symptoms, Bowel movements, yeah, think about your bowel movements and your energy level and your recovery. Some other things to think about, and these are in my workbook, but I'm going to run through them, and that is, what are some of your biggest food challenges? What's your favorite dish? Yeah, and what do your colors, do your nor- your normal food plates look like? And, and what are... And what is your commitment to getting started? And how will you start? And the starting point is different from everyone. I work with a lot of people who don't cook. They don't want to eat beans. They might want to try beans. They might want to try this. They want to try that. They want to test it. And that is one of the biggest reasons that I created two versions of the plant-based test drive. Where you can identify what you enjoy eating now in all of the different plant-based categories. What you are willing to try. And then those that you really don't have any interest in trying. And I think that's totally okay. I don't want to try collard greens and okra. I know what they taste like and I just don't want to do it. And that's my personal preference. You're going to find your personal preference. There is no one size fits all. In addition that we have these 30,000 taste buds that I mentioned, we also have different microbiomes and we have different enjoyment levels and different cuisines and, and introducing yourself to different cuisines if that has not been a thing is going to take some time. So everyone's going to have their time, time frame and their own path. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and our podcast on just things to think about if you are considering a plant based lifestyle. It's possible, it's absolutely possible. I hope these questions help you kind of walk through what might be in your head. I know for me, when we went plant based four years ago now, I cried. <laughs> My husband came home from the doctor's office after being diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer and said he was going vegan overnight. Literally no, no, not the, no fat, no salt, no sugar, but no animal products at all. I didn't know what to do (laughs) so other than cry, cry for a lot of reasons, but he's still here. He's doing really well. And we have fully transitioned, and and for me, you know, I'm not 100%. I flex off every now and then, and it really, there's no right rhyme or reason. It's very infrequent. It might be I'm at a party, and someone has made a really delicious dish that I know came from sustainable beef or maybe some fish. They've, uh, d- there's a story behind it, and... I might enjoy an egg once every six months. In regards to health, you know, it's it's not so much that, you know, you have a week of doing well and three weeks of falling off the wagon. It's more having three weeks of doing well and maybe there's a week of struggle. But overall, the trend is to, and the work, is to do mostly plant-based so thank you for joining me and if you have any questions or comments you feel free to shoot me an email Um, you can respond to this podcast I can respond to it but you can send me an email at lisa at itsyourseason.life and I hope you enjoyed this and stay tuned for more eating well podcasts Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I hope you have a new tip for eating more veg. Give me a shout out with comments or suggestions for future podcasts. And be sure and check out my website. Follow my cooking demos on YouTube under either Lisa Boson, B-O-E-S-E-N, or it's your And if you need a recipe, visit me on Amazon and other online book retailers. And remember, it's always your season to eat more veg. So let's get cooking.